Welcome to Digital Hospitality. I am your host, Sean Walcheff, founder of Cali BBQ and Cali BBQ Media. We started this show back in 2017 and we started it with a mission. And the mission was to find the best storytellers on earth, the best technology professionals on earth, the best entrepreneurs on earth, and to have a conversation so that you, the listener, could listen to the greatest minds. I went to business school uh, at the University of Colorado. I took some business classes and I was not inspired by what I was taught. Um, that's not a knock on University of Colorado. It was just, it took some entrepreneur coming into the class to tell me their story. And that's what motivated me when I heard the problems, when I heard the solutions. And today we have an incredible entrepreneur and his name is Sadir Saja. He is the CEO and founder of Pringle Robotics and Pringle Technologies. Sadir, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sean. Sadir, I... We spend a lot of time in the restaurant space and the technology space, and uh, I go to a lot of trade shows. And at those trade shows, I see more and more companies trying to get into the robotics space. But one company in particular, Pringle Robotics, seems to be shining above all else, not just for restaurants, but for airports, for travel, for hospitals, and it keeps coming back to Pringle. Can you uh, can you bring us back to the to the founding when you were in your basement in Peoria, Illinois? Uh, I was I'm on the Toast Customer Advisory Board. I just interviewed Aman Narang, who's the co-founder, new CEO of Toast, and uh, Toast is our primary technology partner at our restaurants. But I was talking to him about the founding of Toast, which started in his basement. His basement was in Chicago, so I guess basement building is something that technology entrepreneurs have in common. So can you can you share? your your Pringle story with us? Sure, sure. Yeah, actually, um, robotics uh, was a division of Pringle Tech. And, uh, you know, there was uh, a customer, a uh, franchisee customer back in California uh, who was looking for optimizing, you know, I mean, essentially uh, addressing the labor shortage that they were having. And so they approached us because we were providing them the complete technology stack for uh, the restaurant side, similar to like Toast, right? So we were having our uh, websites, online ordering, et cetera, along with call center uh, functionality for them. And so I spent about like a month and a half uh, sitting down with them to understand what's going on. Uh, and uh, so uh, we really thought maybe we could add uh, additional help to the waiters and waitresses, you know, was to actually build out a robot that actually would uh, do the food runner, uh, uh, do the food runner uh, job, essentially allowing for food to be sent from the kitchen directly to the tables. And then the waiter, waitresses, you know, can actually uh, uh, work with the customers directly, right? Uh, because they were spending almost like four to five times, you know, running back and forth between the kitchen and the table. Uh, they were not, uh, you know, being attentive to the customer sometimes, right? And so yes. uh, you you really come into restaurants to kind of have that, you know, good ambience, good uh, uh, customer service in terms of the waiter, waitresses, happy faces, you know, always attending to you. And so we wanted to minimize that, uh, you know, time spent, you know, running back and forth. And so that's where we actually thought that would be the uh, place where we could add some value. And so we uh, looked at the latest technology stack that we have and 
that's out there in the market. It's not something that we went in and invented everything, uh, but it was more around looked at the latest technology stack and built uh, sort of our first robot, which actually is simply going from point A to point B, detecting objects and just delivering things, right? And so uh, we started that in 2019. And that is almost like a common thing everywhere, right? You, you Even though we started in the restaurant world, and now we're uh, actually moving into facility management, uh, like cleaning robots. Uh, so we have a fleet of robots today, which are essentially uh, supporting uh, the function of going from point A to point B, but doing something in that in that context, right? So it could be sanitization, it could be uh, vacuuming the floors, it could be delivering books from the classrooms of kids to libraries, uh, to the library within the classrooms. Uh, it could be in the casinos, you know, we are having uh, essentially uh, the bots, you know, running around with just water around, right? Because yeah. you want to give you want to give your customers uh, 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 the water, etc. And so, and so, uh, uh, so that's how we started off in the hospitality side. Now we're uh, having a fleet of bots, about like nine of them, and uh, that we have built. And our latest uh, uh, innovation is around uh, a follow me robot, right? So it just keeps following you wherever you want to go. So, so think of the example, uh, like, uh, you know, you have these custodians, jan janitorial uh, uh, staff who are actually lifting heavy weights, right? So, yeah. and they have to push these carts, et cetera. So now instead of pushing carts, you know, the bot has a dustbin wow. on top of it, and then it just follows you. You just pick up these little uh, micro trash bins and put it into that. And then once you're done, uh, say where to go and dropped off and then mm -hmm. it would go to that location and somebody else uh, just opens up and pulls out the trash can trash bag and then resends it back again right to wherever it's supposed to be so think of it like in trade shows we have uh, you know several places trash is collected right and and, and so it's it's amazing is like uh, these applications that we're building are kind of solving uh, making robots be like tools, right? They're, they're essentially the assistance, personal assistance for people in different trades, uh, starting off with the waiter waitress. Uh, now we're uh, heading into the Jansan, you know, custodial side of things as well. Hey everyone, uh, Avi Gorin, CEO and co-founder of Marquee. And I want to talk about the customer journey for a second. You never know as a restaurant owner where your guests are truly coming from end of the day we do see some patterns around two types of search behaviors direct versus discovery direct search for an example would be jumping into google and saying cali barbecue hours right i know where i want to go to eat but i'm missing a key detail i need a little bit more information discovery which is the bulk of searches is barbecue in san diego restaurants near me takeout near me right one of the best ways to be found for more discovery searches is leveraging keywords. Reviews are basically free content for you to leverage. Think about keywords that are relevant to your brand, your location, and include as many of those in your review responses as possible, right? How can you go about doing this? Let's set up reports, utilize tools like Google Trends, find out what's going on in your area and how you can help leverage these keywords and review responses.
because someone else is doing that, right? If you need some examples, you could do anything from including summer menu, gluten-free menu, um, leverage specific menu items like the dreaded and beloved spice pumpkin anything in your review responses, right? Let them know what's coming. Let your reviewers know something they should come back and try. And of course, if all of this just seems overwhelming and daunting because you're already running a, a restaurant and have enough on your plate, just leverage the team at Marquee to do this for you. We handle all of this. We're experts in this space. We can automate this. So it's just another item that you know you are taking care of. Again, that's marquee.com, M-A-R-Q-I-I, M-A-R-Q-I-I.com. Know you. However, we did recently buy M-A-R-Q-U-I-I.com. So if you do misspell it, we got you. You'll still find us. We can still help you. What's incredible for me is the robot journey just in the general public. When I think of where robots were, where they are now, and where they're going. Um, you know, as somebody that has a Roomba in my house that my wife loves, the little cleaning robot that right. vacuums our vacuums our house, she absolutely loves it. And mm -hmm. from a business owner standpoint, you know, you talk about sanitation and you talk about this follow me bot, that is revolutionary. You know, I have my I have two young children, I have a six-year-old boy and a four-year-old girl, and they go to elementary school. And I I was reading about your your elementary school, the amount of sanitation, deep cleaning that you can now do for schools, airports, casinos. Can you share a little bit more about those statistics? Yeah, so uh, our journey of sanitization, again, going back to my, during the COVID days, right? Uh, yes. So uh, COVID days, everybody were, uh, you know, getting scared and not going outside. And also, um, you know, they were, uh, and when we're, what were we doing? We were coming back home, washing hands a lot and, you know, sanitizing the whole. Uh, and and so what we thought was, you know, we need to get this fear out of people when certain crises come in, right? And so typically you need to go about, uh, you know, completely sanitizing uh, and, and more so uh, look at it from, um, you know, addressing the problem instead of running away from it, right? So you... You don't want to fear it. You want to combat it. And so, what happened was uh, that is when I, I we constructed a productor, which is essentially the bot that uh, uses uh, UV sanitation, UVC light uh, that is used in like hospitals, you know, for deep uh, cleaning. And uh, also, we also used uh, you know the disinfectant dry mist uh, method because everybody, as, as you recall. Uh, during COVID time, most of the facility management staff were coming in with backpacks like Ghostbusters yeah. coming in, spraying all over the yeah. place. So it's a, it's a combination of the two that we created our productor and we deployed it in my kid's school here. Uh, that was the first place <laughs> I love where it. we started. <laughs> it's, it's an easy, easy, easy sell when you believe so deeply in the product that you're willing to put it at your child's school. Right. And, and so the, only, the, the, the thing that we had to do was just, uh, you know, kind of create a procedure at the tail end of the day, open up the uh, little, uh, you know, the the cupboards and then just leave. And uh, at 10 o'clock, you know, the bot uh, gets up, goes into every classroom, you know, uh, does the UV dis UVC disinfection and dry mist disinfection. And literally what we, we were keeping track of uh, the number of uh, kids calling in sick, you know, excluding you know, people who have gone on vacations and 
brought back things right yeah so so that drastically that statistic you know we started seeing a drop and so the school was also looking at you know how can we do ad hoc so if somebody got irrespective whether it's covid or not it's just regular flu also if there was uh, somebody who was sick that day you know now they do ad hoc sanitization at the bot right even though it does it at 10 o'clock in the night but still they do that so what we are noticing is you know the uh, the, the the effectivity is very high and so we 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 took that to even the casinos there's a local casino here called paradise casino which is part of the boyd uh, gaming uh, uh, corporation and there too you know the the bots actually go in the back alleys you know where the staff works right and it sanitizes um end of the day they are the ones who are supporting the front of the house right yeah and and uh, they need to be healthy and so from that standpoint uh, you know the sanitization we there were a couple months where there was zero call-ins in terms of sickness in terms really? of uh, uh, you know people calling in sick and so uh, that's that's a great statistic and uh, now we have taken that into hospitals so we even though borrowed the technology from hospitals or got the idea from hospitals but we went back into hospitals and in hospitals we are actually uh, sanitizing most of the common hallways right um, because most of the people think that you know the the germs etc are all in the patient rooms and in the uh, in, in in the surgery rooms etc but then uh, when you look at it it's the uh, you 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 may be healthy, but you go into a hospital environment. It's in the common hallways where you may, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, get. I mean, you may have uh, uh, you you may come across germs, and so that that's uh, that's something that we're uh, working with hospitals in. The results are in National Restaurant Association show. Kyle and Sarah and myself, we were at the Davos Sales Tax booth and we were polling restaurant owners on the floor. This was a very unscientific poll, but the results are resounding. Restaurant owners do not like sales tax. Nobody likes sales tax. Doesn't matter what business owner you are, small business, big business, Davo automates the sales tax process. We are so grateful that Davo is the sponsor of this show. They automate sales tax at our Cali barbecue restaurants. It is $50 a month that integrates with all the major point of sale partners, including Toast. So if you want to sleep at night, if you want to not worry about sales tax, go to Davo, check them out. Davo Sales Tax, uh, let us know how they're helping automate your sales tax in your restaurant so that we can share your Davo story on digital hospitality. For my my life, I, I, I learned from my grandfather. He was a curious man. He was born in a village in Bulgaria and he was born to be a farmer, but he was so relentless in his pursuit of education and learning and reading that he gave me a life that of life of privilege. It's something that I think is, you know, one of my one of my gifts gifts is I'm willing to ask the questions. I'm willing to collect a lot of dots. Uh, Danny Meyer, famous, you know, Shake Shack. Um, restaurateur, he talks about ABCD, always be collecting the dots so that you can always be connecting the dots. Exactly. So many yeah. people don't collect enough dots, but the more questions that you ask, you can find more opportunities. And for someone like you that have built so many different technologies, tech companies, 
-hmm. you've put yourself into a position where you're seeing so many different problems, common problems across airports, casinos, restaurants, hospitals. Now you're starting to really connect those dots. Do you remember as a boy, where did that come from? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's again, going back to the same thing, asking questions, observing, you know, listening is the biggest thing, right? And and sometimes you may go in with an opinion, but how things are done is different. And so, and, yeah. uh, uh, and so my dad used to give me, I mean, at least when I was growing up, there were several opportunities where you, you get to connect to all levels. Just take a restaurant, for example, right? You, you don't always only do a, go talk to the owner or manager. Nice. You, ha you have to go down all the way to the people who are working out there, right? And, and try to really, really understand what's going on. And so you, you should be able to connect at all levels to kind of gather the information, come up with a solution that actually will help them, right? Um, because uh, one, one good example I'll give is uh, we, we were in Vegas and uh, when we deployed the first part, one of the first part, which was doing just the water runs, right? The waitress was like, uh, oh, it's going to take away my job. Uh, I, we said no, no, no. Hold, you know, uh, just just think through this, right? You you are actually uh, distributing water and also alcohol to customers, right? But mm -hmm. majority of the time, uh, you're spending on uh, you know the water distribution instead of actually where the money is is around the alcohol part of it, and so it'll help you and also it'll help the business. Only if the business is healthy, that's when. You know, it's, it's an economy and everything has to go around, right? So, and so what we said was, okay, we'll just do only the water. Uh, so that way you can uh, spend more time with, with the uh, customers who are wanting alcohol. And uh, what we saw was about like 40% increase in tips at night, right? Mm. And, and, and so these statistics actually, again, it goes back to uh, trying to understand what they're doing and showing them, you know, what's possible. Right. Yes. Uh, and and, uh, and and my belief and also our philosophy in Pingle Robotics is we're building bots to assist, not to replace. Right. And uh, the, the thing here is, is it's allowing you to be more productive and safer. That's that's our going in position with uh, robotics. And so that is how and, and also it was not like all of a sudden, uh, you know, we thought we wanted to jump into robotics. It was a customer who came with a problem to us. We solved that. And then we started going to other customers and saying, hey, when it's solvable here, it can be solvable here as well. And so when you have the foundation good and you're able to build on top of it, then I think you can not only connect, be, be highly focused in one industry, but you can actually go across multiple industries and show the uh, commonalities. You, know, so you may be thinking of uh, an example would be is like, a simple thing like a product catalog, right? In textile, yeah. in a retail industry is product catalog, but in a restaurant world, it is the menu card, right? Uh, yeah. In general, uh, you, you got to look at it as ge generic as possible so that you can go back and address uh, the industry in the context that you need to address, right? So. When you chose the name Pringle Robotics, and I, you know, I'm fortunate to have seen these robots in real life at these trade shows, 
you guys do such a great job with caring about the brand and caring about the display, what the robot looks like. These are very good looking robots. Can you talk about the conscious decision that you make when you're designing these bots to go out into the real world? Yeah, so we, uh, yeah, um, we, we want them to be, um, I, 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 I like the term Apple-like, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the thing is um, we want them to be really friendly, I have some uh, sort of like uh, even some of the display screens that we have. I mean, first of all, uh, from the looks of it, we want them to be friendly. We don't want them to mimic like a human person yeah. or a humanoid person because those in general, you know, they, they, they just feel different. And so, uh, you know, our, our uh, design engineers are all about, you know, how can we look at it like a tool? Yeah. But as well, uh, just like a, look at it as a tool, but also, uh, you know, it, it, it can uh, connect with you right? in terms of, uh, because we enable collaboration with it, you can talk to it, you can get responses back, but we want it to be thought of like a robot itself, nothing more than a robot, right? It cannot be looking like a human person. So that's our going in position. And then, uh, you know, we we kind of, uh, the, the design aspect of it is to kind of be playful a little bit, right? With kids. Yeah. Uh, and certain things uh, like, for example, uh, we were at uh, a very major hospital where we were deploying and deploying one of our uh, our, our uh, uh, vacuuming robot, uh, which is uh, CC1. And uh, as we were mapping it and deploying it out there, uh, it was amazing to see kids who are actually learning about robotics. Yes. And also these they, they come over and they're very inquisitive. You know, how is this? What is this? And you know, asking all sorts, all, all, all sorts of questions. I mean, that, that uh, you know, when you see something and, uh, you know, you're driving that uh, uh, creativity in them to, under, uh, you know, ask the questions and try to see what, uh, try to understand what it's doing is amazing, right? So, so, so it's that draw of, uh, you know, uh, clean looking playfulness is what we're looking for. What's amazing about that story is that I have a friend uh, here in San Diego. He has a, a restaurant called Mama Ramona's Restaurant. And I went up to go visit him with my wife and my daughter and my son. And we went up there and he has a pizza serving mm -hmm. robot. So his pizza serving robot came out and my daughter and my son were so excited to interact mm -hmm. with the robot. It was called Rosie the Robot. And they were just mm -hmm. so excited about the robot. And then they asked for the robot to come back, even though it wasn't bringing any pizza. Like, can we bring drinks? Brought drinks back to the table. And then we went we went back home. And you know, it was about a half hour drive away from our house. And the next day, I'm driving my daughter, my four-year-old girl, to, to school. And she goes, Daddy, when are we going to go to the robot restaurant? <laughs> and like, she wouldn't stop talking about the robot restaurant. But you know, to your point, and I think you know, from, we're still just really early, you know, we're, we're really early with people understanding the power from a business perspective of having robots do the job, you know, the assist job for the things that you're talking about for the janitorial services for you. How do you think, do you have any stories of how people have found out about Pringle robotics? Yeah. I mean, so, it, um, in, in the, 
so so we we're, we're seeing two uh, like in the hospitality side uh, there are like certain casinos right i mean they yeah. look look at it from casinos it's all entertainment uh, quite a bit right so uh, from that standpoint you know because they they kind of spend uh, money on like static advertisements static yes. things uh, but these are walking and talking things right and so they can go around uh, look you know identify people who may be uh, sort of like uh, oh, wanting to go somewhere not not knowing how to get get there etc so that wayfinding you know so these are all you know uh, uh the, that, that that's how we 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 see is like people wanting to introduce robots in that fashion right so mm-hmm. uh literally you know assisting in wayfinding uh when we look at schools you know schools the chance and industry i mean Uh, the next generation of uh, custodial staff nobody i mean if you look at it they they were all career custodians right yes uh, and and uh, but uh, in the next generation you're not going to have uh, these custodians anymore right i mean there'll be uh, people who want who want to i mean they want things to be done automatically right and so the, one one example is like uh, there's a school in iowa which um, it's it's a very small town it has all the high school middle school elementary school all in one uh, big uh, space and one connected uh, area and uh, the the custodial staff uh, he was not even visible in that environment right meaning kids everybody leave stuff he's coming in in the evenings and just uh, you know cleaning stuff and going away right uh but uh, once we deployed the bot now the kids out there are like wow he's got a bot and so yes. we need to go find out more about it and so they come over the teachers come over now they're talking to him now he's like uh, he, he's having a seat at the table sort of right meaning equally treated equally and everybody's uh, uh, you know asking him about know how to configure it so now he knows how to configure it he's he's because if you look at it the, the kids are all acquiring skills and they need to get to a point where they need to yeah. apply those skills and those applied skills are all in a form of you know helping a custodian helping a waiter uh helping uh you know uh staff uh, the facility management staff move stuff from point a to point b right so it's going back to thinking how the robot can be used to 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 make them do their job easier right yeah yeah and so i think it positions well for the future uh, for uh, assisting you know that uh, those gaps that will come in right because we're not going to see uh, career custodians uh, they may be because not that's not a fun job to do it's it's but yeah. but you can make a, you can make it fun with a robot probably 100% So we uh we opened up our restaurant in 2008 and I thought that if we did a great job making phenomenal barbecue, giving great hospitality, taking care of our community that eventually, you know, if you build it they will come. I thought that all these people locally, our local media, newspapers and magazines and radio stations and TV stations they'd come and feature our restaurant. Unfortunately, nobody came. but fortunately because nobody came we had to figure out that we had to tell our own story 
And given where we are now in 2024 with all of the different tools, whether it's YouTube or whether it's podcasts or whether it's TikTok or Instagram, there's so many different ways to share the cool things that entrepreneurs are building. I found this on YouTube and you need to correct me if I'm wrong. Do you have a YouTube channel that you started? You have one video? I am not sure. I, I would have. Yes, long. Potter Lapadu. You you posted a video about Papa Lapadu. Is that about an uh, Indian ceremony? Lapadu. What is that? Can you spell I, I, that for me? P a t e r l a p a d u. Oh, Potter Lapadu. Oh, oh, actually, that is, uh, yeah, uh, an uncle of mine. Um, it's an uncle of yours. That's not your video. No, no, it is my video, but I was helping him publish Uh, his video. (laughs) Beautiful. So um, tell me about it. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I I think uh, so. He is from the town called Patalapadu. That's how it's pronounced. And uh, they have, uh, uh, I think it's it's a festival uh, uh, in the village, you know, that they kind of, you know, have all sorts of dances you know it's 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 all it's a new it's almost like a new year celebration in in new year like celebration and so they gave me that video and asked me to assist in editing and you know right i mean when you're a techie in the house uh, it's almost like you know uh, everything <laughs> you know if you everything. built a point of sale company in a robotics company you can definitely edit right. a youtube right. video right and and so uh, they gave me stuff to do. And so I just did it for them. Yeah. yeah. Well, number one, thank you for doing it. I, the reason why I bring it up is just in the power of video and the power of storytelling. Um, you know, I travel with my wife, my wife is from Bulgaria and we go to Bulgaria to her village every summer. And I share videos of my kids at the garden. And by doing that, so many people that I know and that I love have learned about Bulgaria and you, by you posting that video, I learned a little bit about an Indian culture that I didn't know, you know, that's the world that we live in. And I guess my next question to you is what's the plan for sharing more of the robots? How do you share more of these really cool things that you're doing in the hospitals, in the casinos, um, so that other business owners, other people can start to see Wow, this is a this is this is something that could really be beneficial for for our business, for sanitizing, for you know helping. I mean, just just on an insurance standpoint, you know, workers' comp claims, all of those things, we learn it's showing versus telling. Right. So uh, here in Peoria, actually, we have a forty-seven acre campus that we're building. Right. Amazing. And uh, as part of that, there's a, a sort of like a it's a tech park that we're trying to build with um, with our with companies like us and other companies that are thinking about AI, machine learning, etc. Tech stuff, right? And uh, but also we're uh, kind of uh, applying for a area that we would open it up for not for profits to come in, learn about cool. you know what that technology is, and and. Uh, what we're looking at it is uh, we want to focus more on collaboration, not on competition, yeah. right? Collaboration is very, very key where we, we get collaboration from kids, from, you know, engineers out there, 
uh, you know, the entrepreneurs, you know, the the business owners, you know, to come in and actually build. Maybe you know there are so many ideas everybody's got, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, in fact, I had been every every time a kid comes over, you know, or several uh, you know uh, folks visit our campus, you know, we they say, can we do this? Can we do that? Etc. And so that list of ideas is growing. And uh, our, our our goal is maybe pick one among them and yeah. create a product that everybody can actually uh, be proud of. And so, um, in my view, you know, that's the social aspect of it. So from an awareness standpoint, you know, people can come and learn and actually build, uh, you know, the, uh, the bot of the future, right? There could be many applications of bots. Um, and then, uh, but from a business standpoint, what we're looking for is more around, you know, we are having series of, uh, you know, training sessions, you know, inviting uh, people who are interested so we do like virtual demos uh kind of uh, so that way you know people understand what the possibility is out there right it's not only yeah. just helping you what uh, what we have created so far but also what you could do with it uh, and if there are any custom applications we can build that also for you right so uh, that that's how we're approaching in terms of uh, you know promoting you know robotics and educating the industry because you have to this is a we we just started and and so uh, we we got to educate and then take them to the adoption uh, and and the best part of it is america the universities that we have are actually doing all the research yeah but, but uh, the 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 actual uh, implementation of it or adoption of it is very slow though right we are uh, the universities are doing a uh, good job of uh, you know having these programs and people writing white papers and things like that but you, you cannot stop with white papers you got to put white papers to work right so um, that's why I, I keep saying is uh, you know if you follow the sun right I mean uh, the the research is done in the US but then uh, you know the implementation and adoption is following the sun meaning Asia comes in ahead of uh, America, right? So I, I think uh, uh, the amount of work that has been put into research and development here in the US, you know, we got to actually look at implementing it and uh, uh, deploying it. Right? When you look back at this interview where this is, you know, the beginning of 2024, what, what in 2025, in one year, what, where do you see Pringle Robotics? Uh, we are actually uh, uh, we have several product lines in the pipeline, along with um, uh, several software solutions as well, and and we're building a dealer network. You know, for uh, uh, what I see in 2025 would be is the market will be much more mature. You know, in adoption, yeah. and then uh, the second thing is, uh, uh, you know, in, in terms of our, our we we would be having a lot more bots in the market, right? Uh, it's not only just us; it could be competition. You know, there could be other companies that would come in. But I, I think uh, with the understanding of how they could assist, uh, you know, it will probably be. I see a huge disruption in the Janssen industry. That's yeah, going to happen. I agree. Um, because uh, in the Janssen industry, you know, we are 
uh, sort of like making, uh, I mean, there's a, it, it's untouched and, yeah. you know, there, there's a, uh, there's a need for uh, robots to assist the Jansen industry. That's phenomenal. So Sudhir, I really appreciate it. Uh, we will put links into the show notes. It's pringlerobotics.ai is the website. Uh, you can also find them on Instagram. Uh, how many other socials are you on? Uh, we're we're, we're going to help. We're going to help get you. We're going to get you some YouTube content. We'll figure it out. We'll have a conversation. Yeah, yeah we're because... on LinkedIn and uh... I think LinkedIn is where we spend most of spend the time, most yeah. of the time. Okay. Well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll figure, we'll figure out how to get some more robot storytelling on the internet. Uh, we appreciate you guys for listening to the show. You can always reach out to me. It's at Sean P Welchef, S H A W N P W A L C H E F. Uh, I'm weirdly available. We want to hear your story and, uh, we are also on LinkedIn. So if you want to join our weekly, uh, clubhouse calls on LinkedIn. Uh, just send me a DM on LinkedIn and I will get you on stage and we want to hear your story. So thank you, Sadir Pringle Robotics. Please visit them if you go to any of the trade shows that they are at. And um, Peoria, Illinois, I'm, I'm going to have to make a trip. I, I, I can't wait to go see what you're building out there. Yeah, yeah look forward, Sean. No, please, whenever. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate that. Thank you, Sadir.